Today's guest and I go way back to the days when I would hop around film networking event to another film networking event all over New England, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Boston, maybe not Vermont, no offense, Vermont, and I don't think Maine either, but pretty much those areas. Uh, Lisa J has always seemed like a versatile actress on the indie film scene. I've seen how many characters she can play within a day's work. We get into that later in the show. Her knowledge of being a performer runs deep. With her ability to be funny and at the drop of a hat, know how to be dramatic is remarkable. And to hear that she is out on shoots again and will soon be popping up in films makes me happy. I cast Lisa in two projects that never got fully made. Trust me, she would have stole the show if said projects fully came to fruition. So to get her on this podcast makes up for that, I guess, a little bit. And it was really delightful to talk to her again. Her and I have known each other for about a decade, and we've never got to have a conversation like this and know where her inspirations come from and the films she used to watch as a little girl. Oddly enough, she has something in common with my mom as being a huge fan of Shirley Temple. Like usual on this show, it's nice to be transported into other people's worlds and the things that inspire them creatively. So, anyway, that's it. That's all. That's the intro. Welcome to the basement. Alrighty, everybody. I like it when I get to do episodes like this, when I get people that I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I've been in touch with, but I haven't really talked to or seen in a while. And someone I've kind of crossed paths with over the past few years, and I get to reunite with them here on this podcast. Uh, and I could do that today. Here today on the show is a good friend and almost collaborator, because we've had a few things on my end, fall through with projects that I cast her in. And she's absolutely an awesome actress or actor, whatever the hell I'm going with. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Not the stage. I don't even know why I said that. Let me take that from the top. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the basement. Lisa J. How are you? To- how are you today? I'm great, Tyler. How are you? I'm I'm just, I'm just dandy. It's, uh, it's nice to see you again. I mean, obviously the people are hearing this, but we are seeing each other on zoom, but yes, uh, I always for months have been wanting to get you on the show to come on and just hang out and talk. Cool. Acting film, filmmaking and whatnot and anything else in between ever since I got Lori Bacon on the show. Cause I, uh, I know you two are buds. Yep, um, my I think- bestie. I think according, <laughs> yeah. I think according to Facebook, you guys were hanging out like last weekend or something yep. down in Connecticut. Yep. Um, that's that's kind of funny. Um, because you, I think the Facebook post was in New London, Connecticut. Are you? Where yeah. are you in Connecticut? I'm, I don't want to like have people come spy on you, but where are you in Connecticut? So I'm in. I, I well, I'm all over the place because I visit with I spend weekends with somebody who has who's in uh, New Hartford and Grattan but I'm kind of in uh, north central Connecticut oh okay that explains so, yeah well you know anywho um I have a question off the top of the show that I just wanted it's it's nothing crazy don't worry don't be scared I'm not. Um, <laughs> well, I am just because I, when I was like, when you agreed to come on the show mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, uh, what can me and Lisa talk about? Like outside of just, you know, filmmaking and whatnot and acting and whatnot and being in independent films and stuff. Um, it just kind of came to me. Do you remember how you and I met? I, I was trying to remember that honestly. And I, I kind of don't remember how you and I met. I know it was because of the 48 and was it at an audition? No, um, I don't rem- I don't remember that. I think I remember how you and Lori met. I don't you even and Lori, remember how I met Lori. <laughs> I think you and I had already known each other. Yes. From the 48. 
and pardon me while I put on another pair of glasses. Um, oh God, what are you? And um, <laughs> you're reading a novel while we're doing? No, I I need different strengths for different things that I'm doing. Okay, now okay. we can really see you well. Um, so uh, I think we were at the Guard Art Center doing something, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was the first time you met Lori. I think you and I had already met. Okay. Not positive. So here's what's going on in my head. Cause you're, I mm-hmm. think, all right. I remember this was like summer 2013 and mm-hmm. I was working a really bad job um, during the week. And so like on weekends, I would go show up on a film set or something that mm-hmm. anybody was shooting, if you, whether I got paid or not. I mean, it's New England most of the time. I yeah, didn't get yeah paid, right. But... <laughs> Believe me, I understand. <laughs> um, but like anything I could do, just like I had just made uh, the station, my feature film the, the year prior. And like I was just running around and I, I was on um, the 48 hour film project later that summer with Carrie Vishwanathan, who has been on yes. the show multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, a regular here on the basement. Um, I feel like He's I talk about sweetie. him every other week, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I remember driving out to new London, mm-hmm. which was where the guard arts center is, which is a really cool, like move big theater. Is it still there? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't Good. been there. I, I've driven by it recently, but, uh, and they, it looks like they still do lots of great stuff, Good, but I haven't been in it yet. Hopefully this year I'll have an opportunity to get inside again. It's always, they have events and things. Yeah, it's always cool when, yeah, especially post-pandemic weather yeah. we are in post-pandemic when I hear about theaters staying up and running and whatnot. But like down the street, there was like a networking event. And um, I showed up like 20 minutes late to it or something. I don't know. I got the wrong time or I got lost. And you were there. I think this is where you and I met because I remember you approaching me, giving me your business card or something. You're acting. Oh, I vaguely remember this. Okay. But this, okay. This was before. Okay. This was before that. I see my memory is good when somebody jogs it. <laughs> I kind of have this visual. Um, yeah. Cause I was trying to network. That's right. It was like the Southeastern film commission yeah, yeah, or something and- like that. And um, I, I yeah, I remember Alec Aston was involved with it, but I don't think he was there that day. Uh, and there were I, some yeah, other people. I remember people. meeting that guy. I don't think he'd pick me out of a crowd now, but I remember meeting him. Um, but I remember going in there, sitting down, I was by myself, and there was some. Oh, like, yes, this is coming to me. Go ahead. There was talking. some <laughs> guy in the front, like giving us like this epic like motivational speech of yes yes just like uh-huh. finish your film and show it and like and everything and i was like whoa buddy chill out <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, I, yes i kind of remember this yes and then like i remember like it, it almost turned into like a I, I don't i don't know i i mean this very lightly but it almost turned into like a like an aa meeting it was like yes. would anybody yes. like to speak next yes. and i was like yes Hi, that's right I'm Tyler and I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> and like I I do. And didn't you sit next to me? I think I, you were sitting next to me or right behind me or something. I, I, I may have been, I don't, I don't remember. I just know that I don't think I knew a soul there that day. And I think that's where you and I met. Okay. I that makes sense. This is just a testament to how cool, like those networking events were like, you know, cause I think like all of us went across the street and got lunch and hung out for like a couple hours mm-hmm. and it was like a nice Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then fast forward to, I don't know. I just made a couple short film, made a couple short things. I made one thing. I remember that was just going to be a little stupid, not stupid. I don't want to call it stupid, but like it was just a little YouTube thing I had. And you came, it was, it was for, um, the concept was Man Crush Monday. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And you came out and everybody was great that day. Let me just add, but Lisa just took it to another level. 
you just kept getting in front of the camera and talking about celebrities you thought you were, but you kept on like doing a different character. The concept of it was kind of crazy because there was this internet thing going on. I know I'm talking too much. We'll get to you in a little no, bit. No, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, this um, is good. Because I realized I never got to talk with you about that day. Yeah. Yeah, it never, because it, uh, the, uh, something happened with the footage. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, yeah. it was fun. And like, you just kept on like every 10 minutes, like I had like people coming in and out and you would leave, get in like a different wardrobe and then sit down in front of the camera and talk and play a different character and talk about some, some like actor you thought was totally hot and whatnot. I don't... <laughs> yes, yes. No, yes, you, you you killed it. Even though that thing never. I have went. to tell you that is I'm not kidding you. That is one of the absolute most fun, if not the most fun, acting experience on film or on stage or anywhere that I have ever ever had ever. That that day was the day of my dreams. I have to tell you. No, because, I, no, yeah, no. It. I am so totally serious because I get I'm I was very nervous. And then I saw, you know, and I did have that one character in mind, uh, the, um, the one that had the crush on um, E.L. James, you know, the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey author. Yeah, that one. But um, yes, so I did have that one in mind. And as I continue, you know, as I did it, more things were coming to me. But then I saw other people doing stuff. And then I just kept coming up with these different characters spontaneously and you let me keep going. I could have done it like for 24 hours straight. Every, every time I did something new, I thought of something new. I, like I, I didn't come prepared to do more. I, cause I didn't even know what to expect. Do you know, you know, so, so that, that was so exhilarating. I, I can't remember ever having as an exciting, fun time as that. I mean, like it, it was just like creative bliss. It was so great. Okay. I will, uh, I'll send your check in the mail. Soon for <laughs> flaunting I, I just, my it ego. Was, it was so good. No, I, that, honestly... I, that was a really fun day. I remember. Cause like, like I, I I almost felt bad because like nobody was expecting you to steal the, sh not, not like, I mean, this, I mean, this, as nice as I possibly can, like we weren't expecting someone to come in and steal the show. Like how you <laughs> did, like, it was just people going to come on, try and be funny. Some people were funnier than others, and, you but know, they whatever. were all fabulous. They yeah. were all funny, but there we'd reach a lull. And like, I'd look to someone and be like, does Lisa have another character she wants to do? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I just kept coming up with them like over like it was so funny. I remember one of them. Uh, we had powdered donuts and I remember that. Um, but I can't remember who my crush was. And I remember putting the powder on my nose and borrowing a scarf from somebody and doing a different <laughs> character that was stoned. And it was like, I don't remember what the crush was for that one. I, like I did like three or four, didn't I? Something like that. I'm mean, honestly, I could have kept going. I could have kept going and going. If you had let me, you would never have been able to leave. It's just as well that we had to stop at some point. Yeah, it happens. I think I went and saw a movie later that day. That's why we had this. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think, yeah, I think I we all had too. plans. Actually, I had some place I had to be too. Um, I, I had another filming thing that I had to do that day as well. So, um, but that was just, honestly, Tyler, that was one of the most spectacular days of my entire life, not just having to do with acting. It was, uh, it was wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm flattered. You better not be saying that for the show, but. <laughs> oh gosh, no, no, okay. I, I, well, I don't like... think I like it that good. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm that good of an actress to pull it off to lie if I well, was lying. <laughs> let me start to kind of, you know, touch on your acting abilities here. Like with that, you know, one day back in like 2014, whenever it was, um, just kind of going back, like you seemed to like, cause it was, it was almost like there was a lot of improv going on. Was that like your background? Yeah. Um, no. 
had a, I had been doing a little bit of improv, but no, it wasn't my background. Um, but I find that um, that ironically, uh, if I'm like the creative juices flow and I get to do improv, I love improv. And I actually had been taking some improv classes. So, um, so that helped. And I, I mean, I'd done improv since I was a kid, but nothing formal, but, um, but no, I, I tend to, cause I am not, I'm not a naturally witty person. You mm. know, everybody else can are quick witted and, you know, say funny things. I am not that person. Usually I'm funny when I don't try. So um, when I don't realize I'm being funny, that's not always good. Um, so when I can do it, you know, acting, performing, improving, then, you know, that's like the best thing. And it's like, who is this person? This is a different side of me than most people are used to seeing. Because one thing with comedy is, especially improv comedy, like you have to, I, I, I don't have a lot of knowledge and I, I shouldn't speak like an expert, but um, I've always been told like, even though it's supposed to be funny, you have to play it straight. And oh, I yeah. felt like, I felt like when we were on that shoot, you were playing it so straight and like, yeah. you didn't even break character when everyone behind the camera is laughing their ass. Oh off no, I you. have to admit I did. I did. I just turned it into coughing or, or some other, <laughs> <laughs> I did one other, cause I was surprising myself too, but, but yeah, I actually, that is one thing I pride myself on that in the past, I'll, I won't say that I've never broken character, but, but most of the time I'm pretty good at staying in character. And yes, you have to find the truth, no matter what you're doing to make it work. You have to find the truth in what you're doing and do it with sincerity, whether it's, you know, funny or not funny. Yeah. And that's when it works. I think. No, I agree. Um, so just to kind of, backpedal go back to the beginning for me i almost cringe asking that because i feel like i ask it to everyone now go back to the beginning what's your origin story <laughs> uh the longer the show goes on the more i just keep making fun of my questions but i haven't <laughs> had a person who's in front of the camera a lot on the show lately i've been you know talking to a lot of directors writers producers i haven't been on, in front of a camera a lot for several years actually but I, I have done been I've behind been the camera acting. in a while either. There we go. So yeah, life changes. That's why I have this podcast. Things. I'm just, you know, in between stuff right now. Yeah, that's uh, great. But so it's, it is kind of interesting to know people's origin stories. Mine isn't so interesting. I, you know, I was a little tiny kid and I used to watch Shirley Temple movies on TV. Oh my, I hope my mom listens to this episode. And, um, and, and I wanted to be Shirley Temple from the moment I saw my first Shirley Temple movie, probably before I could talk, want to be able to sing and dance and act and be cute. And um, <laughs> and I I kept hoping someday I could meet her. And um, my sister, I remember my older sister devastated me by telling me that 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 wasn't real, that Shirley Temple was a grown woman like my mother's age. And I was like devastated. <laughs> I was devastated by that, but I still wanted to be Shirley Temple. So, um, you know, I just kind of tried to pursue it whenever I had an opportunity, but I was actually, you're going to find this funny. Most people don't believe me when I tell them this. So I was kind of a awkward kid. Well, not that part's not so funny. The awkward <laughs> kid part, people will believe that, but I was tall for my age. I was the tallest kid in my class. So everybody who's listening, you have to know that I'm under five feet now. And when I was growing up, I am not kidding you. I was like ahead over every other kid. So I was gawky and not cute. So all the cute kids used to get picked, you know, for the class plays and stuff like that. And, um, and so by the time I reached uh, middle school, and now I was more or less even with other people because I had stopped growing at 12 um, and everybody else was done shooting above me. But that has nothing to do with acting now. Um, the, um, the I just would like 
uh, beg whoever, um, you know, was doing theater to get me into one of their plays. So I, um, I played, I played a role in murder in the cathedral. That was like one of my first like, uh, theater production plays after curricular things. I, I, I was the only female in the cast and, um, and I loved it. And I, I couldn't even, you know, murder in the cathedral. It's like talking Shakespeare, you know, old English. And, you know, I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. And I still loved it. So um, I, I was able to get cast in um, a lot of stuff and just keep growing. And I was very fortunate that I had a really great high school um, drama teacher who also did um, youth theater, summer youth theaters. So I was always, always acting. I, I was very, very fortunate. And I, you know, I stopped at different times in my life for different things when my son was born. I stopped acting for 17 years and um, yeah, that was, but it was okay because it was a choice. And, um, and then once I got back into it, that's how I met Lori, actually, Lori and I auditioned for a, a play together. And that was the first play that I had done after not doing it for 17 years and we became instant friends. So um so that's kind of, yeah, my story. I, I um, always wanted to be a singer, dancer, actress, but I'm settling for just being an actress because I don't sing or dance. <laughs> Definitely can't dance. Although I have been in musicals. <laughs> uh, all right. So for, forgive me because I've always, I've always been well aware of Shirley Temple. I'm just going to go back to that real quick. That's fine. Uh, I've never seen a Shirley Temple movie. Can you like intellectually break them down for me? Yeah. Well, they're not intellectual at all. Uh, embarrassing I'm aware of watch. that. But... They're embarrassing to watch now because it was at a time when there was, the, there was no diversity in acting. True. So any minority roles, you know, particularly black roles, were, um, you know, any African-American that was in a, in the films were like servants or portrayed really. So it's sort of like a part of our culture that you have this iconic little girl who was like America's sweetheart. And, and she just was like singing and dancing and making everybody happy. She danced with, um, with Bill. Oh my God. I can't remember his name. The, he was a very famous African-American tap dancer. And it was a big deal that she got to dance with him. And now I can't I remember I feel his like name. I've seen the footage of what you're talking about. But oh, I'm I... sure you have. Because those are like iconic little clips. But um, yeah, so she played just cute little girls, usually an orphan of some kind. And, you know, people rescuing her. And she brings armies together and families together. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Um, and she and she was very adorable. The, the films themselves were, you know, they were not good. They were like fluff. Like she did, she did a couple of them. That, but see, I don't really remember because I haven't seen them since I was little. If I watched them now, I'd see them from a whole different perspective. Yeah. So yeah, so because they had yeah, they were embarrassingly racist <clears throat> you know any negative stereotype was there and they probably didn't think that they were portraying things with negative stereotypical views but Shirley Temple herself she was adorable she had curly hair and dimples and I wanted to be Shirley Temple my my mom when she was a little girl was always called that because my mom has this she has a Shirley Temple hairdo basically yeah she had she's always had kind of that short curly hair oh I'm jealous um, of your mom <laughs> <laughs> and I rem I just I just remember her always saying like when I was a little girl like people called me Shirley Temple and whatnot and I, I can kind of see the similarities um no that's, Does she have that's dimples when she smiles 
I believe so. I don't get to see my mom as much as I used to, but yeah, uh, I believe she has dimples when she smiles. Well, then, yep, definitely a Shirley lookalike. All right. Uh, you mentioned theater. Would you say theater? I mean, this question is almost a, give, a given, but uh, would you say that's where you got the acting bug? Um. I wouldn't know because really I just didn't have opportunities to do film before that. Yeah. I'd always wanted to do film. So, um, but I feel like theater is a good preparation for everything. Actually, I feel improv is a good preparation for life and theater is a good preparation for acting and improv is a good preparation for life and acting. Yeah. Because I feel like every actor I've ever talked to, and this is nothing against nothing against any actor who's never done theater, but I almost like anytime I've talked to someone who's done theater before, they just like ha- they just break everything down so much more with their the process with the craft and whatnot, and you know someone who didn't do theater i mean i I don't know but i just feel like when i'm talking to a theater person they have just this amazing out there intellect on the craft that doesn't really match and you know i I feel like theater also gets you ready for any other form of acting any other kind of acting project because you're already out there exposed in front of a live audience and you know yeah yeah it's such an adrenaline rush right yeah, that's true. And it's a very symbiotic thing because when you're doing it right, you're, you're honestly, it's like you're, um, you're giving energy to the audience and they're giving it back. You're a rock it, star pretty much. Yeah. It's like, it's really cool that, that thing, but I think that's true on a film set too. Uh, but people, it's just not as obvious because you have your whole cast and crew and if you're doing what the doing it the way it's meant to be as an actor, then you're engaging everybody there. And they're even more invested than the audience because they have a personal um, investment in the film mm-hmm. and what you're filming. Yeah. Um, so one question I like to ask people, no matter what it is that they do when they come on this show it's a very simple question that originates from an episode early on from like f- first 10 episodes of, of the show. It's what made you, what did you see or something or what was it that made you go? And, and maybe it was a film and whatnot. I know, I know I gave you a little bit of homework, like we were talking, yes, you did. <laughs> um, but like, I've been working hard was on it. That? Was it a performance or a, in a film or a, just, I mean, I'm assuming we're talking about working in front of the camera, but like, what made you say, I want to do that? Um, honestly, I, it was, was really from the time I was a teeny kid. However, actually I can, I can answer that a little bit. Um, I don't think this is the answer you're looking for, but I can still sort of answer it. One of the things I like about acting is that, um, that you are able to step outside yourself and become someone else. So you can, you can literally put yourself in someone else's shoes and explore yourself through someone else. And if they're historical characters or whatever, that's kind of exciting to, you know, I think most actors, uh, need a lot of validation a lot of uh, attention and so so when you and a lot of catharsis need I think actors need catharsis so I think when you want to be an actor something might inspire you and motivate you and probably there's a lot of things along the way but I think ultimately what you're trying to do is is fill yourself up with knowledge of life. I, I really kind of, I kind of yeah. think that. Um, 
because most people who are really into it, they'll research their characters um, and, um, and you get a, you know, it's a very psychological thing that you're doing um, in a very physical way. So I think the inspiration is the interest in people and the need to fulfill something unnamed within myself by virtue of acting. I hope that makes a certain amount of sense. But of course, thank God you can cut this. <laughs> Why would I ever? I All right. So look, both versions of that answer of to that question. There's like two different versions to the answer to that question. And both of them work really well. And I think you're the second person to come on and answer it that way. Because the first person to answer was a filmmaker. And I'm obviously expecting to say like, oh, yeah, I grew up on Indiana Jones and, and whatnot. And he actually told me, he's like, no, when I was in film school, you know, I just, he broke down like the mechanics of being a director and whatnot. And I was like, interesting. So you just kind of did that with acting. And yeah. that was actually a really cool answer. I mean, like nothing against anybody who's ever come on this show and just name dropped some movies, which I'm going to have you do in a minute. Um, but, uh, but, um, no, that was, yeah, no, that, that's, that's a really good answer. You know, actors have to, I'm not one, but I think, you know, good directors should know actors and what makes them tick and just, you know, the, their process and, you know, but how you're you... a writer also. So it's the same kind of thing because yeah. you have to know people to be able to write as it's, well it's true like because i i hate it when i'm being cynical tonight but <laughs> i hate it when i watch a movie and there's just you know just just dialogue in any kind of scene just two people talking like this and i just go people don't talk like that people don't talk like that and i i i hate it and that's a true thing with writers we have to capture you know, how people really kind of truly are, whether it's by themselves or with groups of people and you're exploring human behavior. And I feel like there's just always been a good parallel. I mean, directors mm -hmm. and actors always kind of have, have to have a strong parallel with working together, but I feel like writers and actors, they're not on the same path, but there's almost like, there's a lot of similarities. We are constantly rejected. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's true. We it's we true. are we are constant. You know, actors are constantly told, "Wow, that was great," but unfortunately, we will not be going with you. And, yes. You know, I've had mul. I mean, I've had multiple times where it's you know, God, I love the script, Tyler. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a similar. It is a similar thing, I, I think. And you to be a good writer. Um, you have to be able to get in depth with other personalities and not to diminish what you do as a director. Um, but as a director, you have a bigger picture and you don't need to focus usually so much on the individual actors because they're already bringing <clears throat> to the screen <clears throat> what you wanted to make alive on the page. Yeah. No, they, they always, I've always heard sometimes directors like to either if it's like at the start of a shoot or um, the end of a shoot, a, a scene where they're just doing takes, they always let their actor, I feel like I've heard like a good director will let an actor just do one or two takes for them at the beginning, uh -huh. even if it's something that they're not going to use. It's almost like yep. they're just, they're just trying to get something out. They're trying to get something yeah. out. They're looking for something. They're trying to get something going. Yep. And I mean, whenever the next time I'm in a director's chair, like, I feel like that's always going to be a go-to thing. Like, even if it's something that doesn't work for me, like you just kind of got to trust their process and, mm -hmm. Um, you know, you hired, you hire people for a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, cool. That was no, that really was an awesome answer. I'm not going to cut that out. That was, that was a, that was a pretty <laughs> okay. good answer. Um, but then you, uh, but then now I'm thinking like, you know, uh, I don't, this is part of my homework who inspired me. <laughs> so I was writing down a million names, but, um, probably like pretty much every woman that is, uh, that appreciates comedy. I would say, of course, Lucille Ball is somebody that you think of and want to emulate. But also, I think of uh, Deborah Messing and Will and Grace as a contemporary Lucille Ball and um, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I I think of them as as very similar, only contemporary. And and they inspire me. There's actually a, a whole bunch of other names that I wrote down Lake Bell inspires me like, you know, she does a lot of indie stuff. She, um, she, and she's a writer also. Um, and she, she, she's good. Like when I have presence of mind to look up her stuff, well, I don't have to, cause I said it and you'll be able to say, Oh, who's Lake Bell. And then you'll look her up and you'll be like, Oh yeah, I know who she is. All right. And you might like her too. I'll look her up later. I don't want to. Okay. No, no, I know. I I didn't expect you to do it now. And there's male, you know, there's male actors who also inspire me, but those are the names that I wrote down that are not in front of me that I can't remember. (laughs) It's all good. Cause I want to ask you about Lucille Ball. Cause she's very much in the zeitgeist again, because of being the Ricardos on Amazon prime. Did you see that movie by the way? No, I haven't. I haven't because (laughs) I'm going to. But okay. I haven't because I don't see, I, I just have a hard time getting beyond Nicole Kidman as Lucy. And honest to God, to me, a, <laughs> Deborah Messing should be playing Lucille Ball, period. Nobody else but Deborah Messing. Once I can let that go, I'll be able to sit back and watch any kind of Lucy biopic. That's a hot take, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I, I liked it. And I thought, yeah. I mean, Nicole Kidman can do no wrong in my eyes, personally. Oh, and she's great. Don't mistake me. I think she's fabulous. I, but you have a certain idea in your head. Yeah. You have to be able to be in a place to let it go. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, she's so... I, I did an episode uh, back in January where I just mentioned it a little bit. Cause I, I think I watched it New Year's Eve with my wife and I mean, I, I, all right. I, I, I think you should, I think you should let your guard down. I think it, I okay. think she, I think she was really good in just the mannerisms and whatnot. And um, I mean, the movie isn't like a biopic, uh, which I really like okay. these days where they're, they're just almost taking like a section out of somebody famous out yes. of their life rather than you know yes i agree with you they're rising they do fall, that they ruin know. it they ruin it when they try to encompass a whole life in two hours like yeah it's, yeah it's but, very it's always flat to me yeah like this is about the week that i guess she said she was a communist or something and uh i forget i forget how it goes i mean i probably should know this by now but it was about that controversial week where she um everybody thought she was a communist and they wanted to cancel her or something or get her off the air. And it was just a really, I don't know. I, I thought I always knew she was a badass. I always knew she, yeah. like, there, there's a reason right. why she is way ahead of her time, way ahead of her time. Way, yeah. I feel like I've talked about her a few times on the show. I think it was with Lori actually, oh, probably. <laughs> but um, no, like, cause like she just, for 1950 whatever where she's i mean technically she's playing a housewife but she's almost like showing you that she's more than just a housewife and she's not just i don't know it's just yeah no no yeah funny moments like it's so good yeah she took yeah she took what life was like back then for men and women Mm -hmm. and she she made it funny and relatable and her antics were just amazing yeah um 
All right. I got you off track. You were going to ask me something more specific, I think. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay. I was going to ask you about, you mentioned Julia Louis-Drivis. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what, what about her? Um, I just, I like her comic timing. She's one of those actors who was able to successfully have series after series after series. And she can do comedy and drama, which, which is really what I appreciate because, um, but I think anybody that truthfully, I do think anybody that can do comedy can do drama uh, because it's, you, you get it from the same place, I think, but, um, but she, you know, she's just been, she's been a working actor and everything she's done is successful. She's got great comic timing. I don't always necessarily like the characters that she might play in particular, uh, but, but she just brings it. I loved like the new adventures of old Christine. I think she, she did that shortly after um, um, Seinfeld. She was in a a series before Seinfeld. So I just think, you know, she's, she's on the pulse of contemporary comedy for women or contemporary acting in general. Everybody, I have to go to Seinfeld because that is one of, that might be my favorite sitcom of all time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that show is, has four characters I, I, we could go on for another two hours about um, this, the dynamics of these four characters and just what she brings to the table and how she's kind of the female that just like keeps her, like just, just whips everybody into shape. And she's just, Mm -hmm. she's just so funny in some scenes, how she treats these three other guys. Yep. Yep. And, And I remember also hearing she did like one of the, I think it was like the second season she was pregnant through half of it. Oh yeah. I and, think she was pregnant. Yeah. More than once on yeah. Seinfeld, but I might be wrong. Well, cause they, they, I don't know what it was, but like they, they would, um, she like was off the show for like a, like a month or something. And, but like prior to that, they'd film, there were so many ways that they were able to shoot around her. her right. Right. <laughs> Um, right. like the um, I think she was the pioneer of that yeah. of how they filmed pregnant women and kept them on you know in the series without yeah. letting on that they were pregnant yeah I because I, I remember there's that famous episode where they're lost in the parking garage and I think she's wearing a, a big jacket or something or they would just properly place something that yeah she was always holding something, something in yes, front of her stomach. Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. So, no, she's, oh my God, I love Seinfeld. I need to maybe do another binge of that show sometime soon. Genius. Um, yeah, she's great. She's great. Is there, is there any other names you wanted to drop? Mm, no. I, I'm sure there <laughs> were. Like, I like, I'm looking at my list. I kept writing them down. Actually, there is. This is silly. Well, silly, but but not silly. You you had said what performances have inspired you. So I saw, I saw. I can't remember all the performances, but this this one really sticks in my head. Jonathan Groff in Hamilton. Are you familiar with? I know you're familiar with Hamilton. Have you seen it on uh, the Disney Channel or on? Okay. So I saw the Disney Channel thing. We actually just got to see it on Broadway this uh, in October. Yeah, yeah. So that was fabulous. But so Jonathan Graff plays the king in um, Hamilton. Oh, and great. And he does the most incredible, incredible, amazing. Per- I mean, I would have to say that that is an inspiration to me. And that to me is is the kind of performance that I would aspire to do like it just was so impeccable the timing the all of his talents all rolled into one thing like it, uh, to me it just was so 
brilliant. It was brilliant. In fact, if there were more superlatives, I could say, I'm sure there are, but I can't think of them. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I did watch it um, on Disney Plus. That filled uh, three hours in my COVID lockdown time mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. Disney Plus acquired it. I feel like the internet went crazy with positivity for the first time and probably months when news dropped that right. this would be on Disney Plus like that Friday. But Yeah. <laughs> No, that, that was, I, I went in, I mean, Hamilton had been on Broadway for years and I still like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know what it was. I, I, mm-hmm. I went in so blind to that. And I was like 10 minutes in, I was like, I, I get it. I get why people love this. This is. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot uh, of same, same. I didn't get it until I saw little bits of it. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I understand now. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything, any other names you want to drop before I carry on? No pressure. <laughs> no, no. But if I think, I, oh, I just found my page with all of the name. Actually, yes, I am going to write. I'm going to tell you a few, few more. Just in Go general. For it. All right. I what we do love, on the show. All right. Viola Davis. Yes. Francis McDormand, yes. Melissa McCarthy, yes. Betty White. Betty White is Sue Ann oh. Niven. Oh my God, the best. The she best. Ma- she made it to a hundred, if you ask me. She only had like a month yes, ago. I agree. I agree. Uh, of course, everybody loves Meryl Streep, but including me. Um, but um, especially when she did Devil Wears Prada. That to me, I, I loved that one the best. But I'm also into like, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And I think Alan Rickman was phenomenal as Snape. He, okay. and, and Jason Isaacs was okay. amazing. C- confession time for me on this show. And if this means I lose some viewership, fine. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I knew you were going to tell me that. I knew you were going to tell me that. I've just... I just... I, I okay, so that the first book came out, Sorcerer's Stone came out, uh, I think when I was in fifth grade, and teacher read it to us. My my fifth grade teacher read it to us, fell in love with it. I, I think like I got a copy of the first three, and then I, I just never read them. Sorry, mom. Um, but <laughs> when the movie started coming out, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get into it, and I have tried multiple times to sit down and watch these movies. And I just can't do it. And it's not that like I have anything against them. Like I, I, no, I, 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 I totally get it. Actually. I respect I, fandom for it. Like I, I yeah. understand it, but like, I just, I, I can't carve out the time to get to it. So like when, I, when you, you, go ahead. you will, because you're going to be a father. Uh, <laughs> or by the time this airs, I already am one, but um, yes, yes, that's right. Um, but Alan Rickman to me, uh, May he rest in peace. Um, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I know it's being nice, but um, die hard for me. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Well, that's just it. His range, his range was incredible. But that's partly why I loved him. I could see him easily as a bad guy, especially from Die Hard. But Snape, that character Snape. So yeah. even though you were never a Harry Potter guy, you must have seen little clips. Of course, of course. Yes. So the the that character was brilliant and jason isaacs was brilliant as of course i can't remember his name it just like it's all good this is terrible nobody's gonna believe i'm a harry potter fan um it'll come to me afterwards done talking but anyway i like those kinds of characters that people come up with um and tom hanks i love tom hanks because he's like you know, he's very versatile also. Um, you know, that's what I appreciate the versatility and anyone who can do it with like truth and honesty. Cause I see a lot of stuff on like Netflix now that has made like sitcoms that are made just for Netflix and they're so hollow. They're so flat and everybody's playing to the audience and the the jokes are written for the audience. It's and there's no depth, no depth yeah. to it. Like, like there were like to me, Friends, Seinfeld, 
you know, even the old shows like Dick Van Dyke, they all had depth and yet they were, they were hilarious. Um, you know, and I, I'm like very frustrated with, with the new, newer shows these days. It, it's kind of, they're so flat. I, I was about an hour ago, just texting with a friend. Um, by the time this airs, it'll already been out for about a month, but I know we haven't talked horror movies on this episode, but Netflix dropped the new Texas chainsaw massacre and he, my friend hated it and I liked parts of it. And, (laughs) but one thing I told him about, and I was just like, man, you know, one of the problems I'm having with a lot of this just overload of stuff being out there is to watch is just when they're trying to convey like these messages to their audience, it doesn't feel organic. It feels like it's just slapped together and thrown at your face. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like when I know we're talking about comedy, but like even in comedy or just in it's true in any genre. Yeah. But like when, when when, things like in in a good drama series, um, I love it when once I finish a season or I finish a series, I just kind of stop and think about it and go and it com- like I almost compare whatever that was trying to tell me and I compare it to like, you know, my life, and my world, of course, because it course. just kind of creeped up on me like it's not like, you know, I stopped watching a lot of those superhero shows on the CW because <laughs> Even if there was like messages in the show that like, I agree with, I'm still kind of like, ah, yeah, but it's just not organic. Like I get it. You guys don't like Donald Trump. I don't either, but fucking a. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, right. It's like, yeah, I totally get it. It, Everything for anything to, to stick with you. It has to have, it has to speak to you. Yeah. That's why I like the Sopranos. Oh, there you go. This oh. is, yeah, Sopranos are great. Yeah. There's I, lots I of good TV. Rebinge that too. Anyway, um, I want to get a little bit back on track here because I'm going to wrap things up with you here for a sec. Okay. Uh, so that was a great uh, backstory on you because honestly, I don't think you and I have ever really had a talk like this. No, before. no, we uh, haven't. And f- I was so excited to tell you about my phenomenal filming day that... Oh. Th- oh. that you know with you that on the day. man okay. crush yeah the man crush monday because it dawned on me that yeah we never chatted about about the actual experience of it i feel like you told me a, you sent me a text like how fun you had but oh, i didn't I think you had did. that much fun you're right um no no that that's really cool and that, it's kind of cool to know your your backstory and all that all that stuff um i this is the part of the show where my guest can maybe plug anything they're working on. Okay. And I know you just got cast in a film with a past guest of mine on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do explain, Lisa. So um, it, the, the film is called The Christmas Invitation, and it's um, written and directed by Gino McGahey, who's typically known for his horror films. And it's, um, it's, it's not a horror film. It's kind of a romantic uh, Christmas film. And my bestie, the lovely Lori Bacon, is the uh, starring uh, woman, female, whatever you say. Suddenly I can't find words after I've been talking with my your ear off. Um, so she's, <laughs> so she's um, starring in it and as well... Um, Eric McCallion is in it and um, Phil Godek and other people whose names I can't remember. I I have not actually met the cast yet. Um, uh, The two times that we were supposed to have read throughs, um, things fell apart that I wasn't able to attend. So I have yet to actually meet, um, well, I've met Gino briefly. so, I, but it's very exciting. I have a, a little role 
um, which is good since I haven't been in front of the camera in a while. Um, get my feet wet again. It's a nice little roll and it's different from something I would normally, well, something that I have typically played. I would normally play almost any role, but typically I don't play this kind of role. So I'd play an angry church lady. I could see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But typically that's not the role that I'm cast. No, in. of course. Not. So, so it'll be nice to, um, to do something different. All right. So, um, yep. And, uh, truthfully can't remember if I even know when it's supposed to come out, but they're just starting filming like now. Okay, cool. No, the, I'm I'm curious to see a Gino McGahey Christmas rom com or whatever, because <laughs> yeah, I I see his Facebook posts about like stuff he's working on and and then it's I, I once I saw him post about this and then you know you mentioned you were in it so that's 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 pretty cool I I I, I have to give a shout out to Gino because on his last film. Um, well, a, he helped me really plug this podcast a little bit. Like he started sending me emails to like public relations firms and whatnot. And just like, Hey, you know, just tell them, you know, me and, you know, I can see you can interview X, Y, Z, you know, all these people. And it actually really helped kick off the show a little bit and get it out there a little more. So a shout out to him. And, and yeah, he's Lori loves him. Like from what I understand, everybody who's worked with him just thinks the world of him. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You're the host. You're supposed to be. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> no, no. He, and he even like, after I did a, an interview with him and dropped the episode, I think the week his last movie came out, uh, he put me like, he must've done a last minute. He put me in this special thanks in the end credits. I was not expecting that at all. So I, I appreciate that, but no, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll, I mean that sarcastically, like a horror film director making a holiday. Yeah. Oh, I knew. It sounds that. like a lifetime I, movie kind of thing. <laughs> it's actually, I think it is kind of like that. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's an if it's actually a rom com, but it definitely has. Ro it's a romantic. It definitely has a romantic theme going. Gotcha. It, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, let's just say if anybody would like to see your work, follow you, stalk you. And I, I got to stop <laughs> saying that to guess because I could be encouraging some crazy people. Do not stalk Lisa or any of my guests, please. Yeah, um, don't stalk me. We cut that part out. <laughs> so that's a good idea. Um, but like, where could we maybe find you and see more of your work? Well, that's actually a very good question because they haven't done much in in almost seven years, actually, I've, I've, so, um, so I don't even know, like I used to have stuff online. I don't even know if I have active links anymore, to be honest with you. <clears throat> uh, so, so I don't actually have an answer to that question. I, that's a very, I should have, I should have done my homework on that. <laughs> And I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't even think, I didn't even think anybody would want to follow me. <laughs> well, they can start oh, following me once Gino's movie comes out. I maybe might cut that part out, but it was so kind of funny there at the end. I might keep it in. <laughs> All right. Well, you could decide just, yeah, uh, I'll be fine with it. Whatever you decide is good. Okay. I trust you, Tyler. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you for coming by my podcast the basement thank you for having me that was wonderful i talked a lot more than i expected to which i'm I don't happy know you i trust me I, I i love it when you know we can go for this long and whatnot and talk about just stuff like this so um appreciate it thank you for saying yes and coming on the show and thank you for inviting me hey you're welcome and as for all you listening um, I'm getting real sick and tired. You guys not leaving any ratings or reviews on iTunes. So my podcast doesn't go into like the abyss. 
of the internet or whatever, whatever it is. So please, if you could just give me a five-star review, I know some of you have, but if you could leave a rating, um, also, uh, or if you could leave a review, I, I, I already screwed up. Um, anyway, this is a joke. I kind of do at the end of the show. I'm just letting you know, um, but, um, leave a rating, leave a review on iTunes and, uh, you know, the routine we will see you next week on the basement. Take care.